Mitä pelataan podcast? My favorite games of all time that I own. 2020 edition. Position 72 to 64. Welcome back to the list. As I said last time, there will be six games on the list that I didn't play earlier. Two were on the list earlier and one of the games I go through today was on the list of top nine games that I do not own. But since the previous list I acquired the game and now I have it. Of these six new games, five of them were games that I had not played earlier, but one game I had played and have played quite a lot and that's why it's on the list. This section of the list is quite light and I think it's the lightest set of nine games on this list that will be here. All the games are not light but most of them are. So let's get into it. The first game on the list on the second position is from Cool Mini or not or maybe they were Come On at that time or Come On or however you pronounce them, Simon. It's by Phil Walker Harding and published on 2018. It's a game where you use marbles as resources and then you build your engine and try to make the engine combo a lot and the production values are very good in the game and it's very fun gateway level game. Very easy game but because the engine can become very complicated at some points when something combos off from something and something then combos off from something and something combos off from something and something again combos off from something and something combos off from something it might take time and people might get AP during the game and it's of course Gizmos. In 2018 there were a few this kind of weight games and this kind of cool games, easy games and Phil Walker Harding was and still is but was making good games that year and still is making good games and I think this Gizmos got a bit how do I say maybe in the US it got some kind of a hype and such but it should have got more attention at the time when it came and I don't know, I haven't seen it here in Finland being talked or something, but it needs more attention. It's a very good game and very easy and very enjoyable. And it has plastic marbles. That's the best thing in the game. Not really, the engine building is and the comboing is. But as I said earlier, it can create some AP if you try to make it too comborific how do you, how, how how does it too many combos from the cards on the 70 second position on the list gizmos on the 71st position similar to the previous one came out about at the same time very similar weight very similar feel but still different feel so from 2018 and published by Next Move Games and designed by Emerson Matsuchi 
and like in the previous list there was Coimbra here the artist also like Coimbra the artist by Chris Williams and again it's a very colorful game and it should be a colorful game because it's a reef uh, what makes reef nice is that you always evaluate your 4x4 player board from above it doesn't matter how high stack you have the pieces you always look from above and if the pattern that is in your card that would score then you get the score but it has to look like that from above and it's it's really really tight game because the others are on the way they take the pieces that you wanted to take and the cards that you wanted to take and it works very well this is also quite light game like gizmos it's very very similar weight and feel and how it flows and how it works but they're totally different in the previous one you create an engine here you create your own table and your own board where you try to get the correct color pieces of coral which are very thick plastic they are very nice to handle and this game is one of the best gateway games that there are also it seems to be a bit overlooked I don't know why it didn't get the hype that it should but uh, maybe it's because they are lighter games so the media people don't really fuss about them that much but it's a great game on the 71st position in the list Reef The 70th spot on the list is the oldest game on the list. It's 5000 years old and it's Backgammon, or uh, as I know the game and play it, Tavla. <laughs> what, what can I say about this? People say that it's random because you use dice, but after you lose tens of times to someone who has played it for thousands of times, you kind of begin understanding that it's not only luck uh, I, <laughs> I've lost tens of times to people who have played it for tens of years and who play it quite often and yeah it's not really that luck based as you think because you have to plan a bit and you can strategize even, even though it's up to the dice you still can strategize although it seems a bit silly and of course you use the dice but still still the better player wins almost 9 out of 10 times so it's quite deceiving game because you might think that it's just a luck fest but when you go to the Mediterranean area especially if you go to Turkey you see people playing this on the small street side roadside cafes there's maybe just one table outside and maybe the owner is there playing with a neighbor or something and they play it so quick and if you're not in a rush anywhere it's nice to just stay for a moment and look if they don't get offended they rarely do because they are quite proud of how well they play the game and they have some very artistic and nice looking wooden boards available there and they even make them a decorative pieces and such but yeah because of the amount that i've played this game i mean i only rated 6.5 but because i played it so much and it's so easy to play and in a way nice way to spend time 
it has to be on this list. And the game is public domain, so there's quite a few versions of it. <laughs> so on the 70th spot on this list was Tavla or Backgammon. On the 69th position in the list is again a light game. Originally I was introduced to this game with this form of oh shit or oh hell or what was it. There are many names for this game. But this version on the list is Skulking. It's by Brent Beck and published by Grandpa Beck's Games. I have the Smith Spieler edition. But this one is one of the best trick-taking games and what makes it better than the previous versions like Wizard or the Oh Hell I mentioned earlier it's mm, it has these special cards in it and the special cards something trumps something and something then trumps that something that trumped the something earlier there are the number cards then there's pirates that win the number cards then there's a, uh, there's a mermaid, sorry, that wins the number cards. Then there's the pirates that win the mermaids. But then there's a skull king that wins the pirates. But if there's a mermaid, the one with the mermaid wins the skull king. And it's a bit mixed. But you can play without them also if you don't want to use them. But I don't see a reason why to. Because they are not that complicated. The sole purpose of the game is that... Uh, when the rounds proceed, you get more cards, and whenever you get dealt the cards, you have to choose or decide or try to figure out how many tricks you will win. So in the first round, everyone will have one card, and everyone has to figure out how many tricks they will win. And on account of three, you should say yo ho ho, and then open the uh, hand and show how many fingers you want, showing that how many tricks you will win. And then you write down that if there's a five-player game and three people say that they will win one trick and two people say that they won't win any, uh, only one, of course, can win that one trick because there's only one card. And whoever wins will get points for that and whoever said zero, if they get zero, they will get points for that. And the next round there will be two cards, three cards and so on and so forth until everyone are dealt ten cards. And... The point scoring system is a bit convoluted with the special cards, but in any case this is one of the best trick-taking games there are. And if you can try it, I suggest you try it. But even if you can't, if you have a deck of cards, you can just try this Oh Hell. And that one is basically the same, but I think that in there you begin with 10 cards and then you go down to 1. But you can just turn it around the other way. And then you have skulking without the special cards. But the special cards really give that extra something to this game. It's a very light game, but it's a very nice game also. And it creates lots of emotions <laughs> in a small card game. I really suggest this to people who want some nice card game. Especially with four or more players, this is a great game. On the 69th spot on the list was Skull King. On the 68th position in the list is a game by Carl Chadik. And this one is published by Yellow. I hadn't played Innovation before making this list. Um, I haven't played Innovation actually on 
physical form I played it in board game arena but I made the list before I played it so that's that this one is Uchronia <laughs> yeah I think this is like all the Carl Zadix games that all the cards are strange and different and have different functions and you can play the cards in different ways and then you can choose what you do in your turn and everything and things are convoluted but what I really liked in this game is that you have this player aid or your own board it tells you everything you need to know you read the rules once and then you put that to the table and that tells you everything you need to know I think it's the same in many of his games I'm not sure because I really didn't play others I didn't play Mottana or Glory to Rome either. I have a print and play version of Glory to Rome and I now have innovation. And Mottana is quite straight copy from Glory to Rome, if I understood right. They are very similar. And this Uchronia is a bit lighter and faster. And I tried to play this for a very, 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 very long time. A friend of mine sold his copy, so I bought it and now I got it played maybe half a year ago or so. I really like the game. It has very few ratings on Board Game Geek. I don't know why. Don't people play it or is it somehow hidden? Although some media people are telling how good the game is. I agree. It's probably much lighter than the other games from Carl Chadik, Especially the ones mentioned. But I think that it's cool because it has this lost land team on there are dinosaurs and other things that are in the game i like the theming of this game a lot so on the 68 position uchronia on the 67th position is the first game on the list that is not new to the list this one was on the 50th position last time but it was on the list of the games that I do not own but it was on 50th position in my top 81 anyways so it dropped a few spots it's from 2015 designed by Alexander Pfister uh, published by Eggerspiele and it's Mombasa Mombasa is a Euro game where you try to expand your company in Africa and then what I like the most in this game the best mechanism in this game is this card playing mechanism where you select the cards that you play and then you discard them and every round you take one discard pile back so basically only one card that you played from your hand you can play again soon and you have to a bit balance the cards that you have in your hand and you have used and in what order they are and what you can do with them and what cards and actions are available and the best possible actions to play at that time um i should play play this again with more than two players it was very loose with two players it was better with more players when i played it earlier with more players but i haven't played with four or three for a while and it's good that you can change the tracks in the game also so it brings some variability because if the tracks were the same all the time it would be maybe a bit too similar game without enough change in it and on top of the tracks and 
getting the cards and advancing on the board and gaining area there you can advance on this diamond track or mine track on your board that gives you bonus points and then you can advance on a book track that gives you bonus also and each company has their own track and based on where you are on that track you should decide which company is most advantageous to you to expand on the map. There are four companies and four tracks and you all players have some kind of influence on all of those companies and will gain benefits based on that company's position on the map. And that's about it. It's quite good Euro game. Some people say something about the team but it's not supposed to be that thematic game. It's just in Africa and it's good that there are some games from Africa as well because it's a bit underrepresented in my opinion in games or there are just war games and something along that line. Even the rule book says that this is not supposed to be thematic and is not related directly thematically to the happenings in this area at that certain time of that certain age. So on the 67th position, Mombasa. On the 66th spot, I have a bit of a cheating choice because this is shared by two games. They are both designed by Randa Stockhausen. Both are published by DLP Games and both have a backbuilding mechanism. They are very similar games. One has a map where you move, one has a circle of locations or locations that you move around and then collect resources. The other one lets you collect people to your city and these are Orleans and Altiplano. They share the location, I mean this position, because I don't know which one is better. They shared the position last time as well. When I made this list, I haven't played them since the last time I made the list. And that's why I can't separate them at the moment. If someone would ask me that which one would you play now, I don't really know. I remember the rules of Orleans better than Altiplano, because I played Orleans more. But... The last one I played was Altiplano and I felt that it was fresh compared to Orleans so <laughs> I have no idea which one I would rather play at the moment. If we would play two player I'd probably choose Altiplano, probably. <laughs> if we would play with four I would definitely choose Orleans, with three I have no idea. Maybe Alti, Altians or Orleplano. I don't know. They should make some kind of symbiosis between these two games. Maybe with three I would play Altiplano. It might be better with three. But more than three it might just take too long. And I really like this backbuilding mechanism. It's It was quite unique when I first played Orleans years ago. And Altiplano also has similar mechanism. There are just very small changes in the games and I really like both of them. I have Orleans stories on the shelf but no one has yet wanted to play it with me due to the reviews that it's got. 
I won it in a review copy lottery in Spiel, but I haven't got players to play it. And also the rule book is a bit... The box is huge. It was good because I was able to fit half of the games I bought from Spiel inside the box. Not really, but many games fit inside it. It's ridiculous. You could store Altiplano and Orleans in it. Or at least Orleans with the expansion boxes. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. But as I said, no one wants to play it because everyone thinks that it's crap. And I don't know. I have to get it played with two people, with the wife or something, but I don't know. It doesn't seem as bad as people say, but if there is player elimination in that one, then I might not play a full game. But let's see. I still want to give the game a chance. I just need to get someone to play it with. <laughs> Which seems to be difficult. But maybe I can say that. Come visit, we play Orleans, and then I put Orleans stories there. But the rule book isn't easy easy read either. So that's also not a very welcoming factor. But anyway, that wasn't the game in question. On the 66th place on the list is Ortiplano. Or... Alliance, Orleans and Altiplano, whichever tickles your fancy. With lower player counts, Altiplano with higher player counts, Orleans. That's probably the way to do and say to go. I forgot to say that Orleans and Altiplano combination was on position 21 in the last time I made this list. So they now dropped 40-something spots. But on 65th place is a game designed by Michael Kiesling and published by Lookout Games and Mayfair Games. I have the Mayfair Games edition. This is from 2017 and it is Riverboat. Um, I was interested in the game earlier and then... I didn't get it, and then I saw Matthew Jude like the game, so then I got it when I found it from a discount with a good price, and I like the game a lot. I like how you build your own area, that you have to choose which vegetables you build there. Do you put potatoes or do you put pumpkins and how you put the pumpkins and how you put the potatoes and the tiles are limited and there are double tiles and singular tiles but they are not unlimited number of those then there is the track where you can build boats and then that gives you more points on that track if you move your dude there further on the harbor or what is it platform and this has many nice mechanisms and I like how they work together and this is a game that I should play more because this might go higher on the list or if it becomes too similar after multiple plays after more and more plays then it might go to the trade pile but at the moment I'm really interested in playing it again and trying different ways to approach the strategy in the game I played it in a very tactical way previously that I didn't really plan what to do I just did what was what seemed the best to do but I, it 
kind of worked out well anyway. But if I had strategized from the beginning a bit that I will focus on this, then that would have given a better result in the game. So I, I really want to try it again and soon to see how it is. On the 65th position in the list, Riverboat. The game that is last in today's episode on 64th position was last time in 41st position and now if I'd make the list again it would go a bit up again because I played it in board game arena just lately and it is as good as I remembered. I thought that it wouldn't be that good but this is uh, from Kickstarter originally I backed it there it's by Karma Games and you probably know already by the <laughs> publisher's name what game it is. It's designed by Juma Al Juju, however you pronounce the name. I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong and this is Clans of Caledonia. It's from 2017. I originally packed the Kickstarter because I thought that this would be like Terra Mystica Light. But it is not Terra Mystica Light after I've played more Terra Mystica now and after I've played this lately as well. There's some similarities, there are the shippings and such, but that's about it. It's not like the Ramustica light at all. You build different buildings on the map where you can build them and then you produce something. If you have certain buildings, you produce something like if you have um, wheat, you can produce uh, whiskey and you can produce bread. If you have milk, you can produce cheese and so on and so forth. And then woodcutters and miners give you money and you just rotate this economy in some way. And I mean, if you begin your turn with almost nothing, you can still make things that will give you lots of things and something during the turn. So if you don't ruin your game yourself, you are never ruined by the game because there are many ways how to overcome a lack of money or overcome a lack of resources or such and then you make deliveries and get different bonuses from the deliveries and you get the neighboring bonus that's the only other thing really common with terra mystica light that if you build next to someone else's building you can get something from that building but you have to still pay the market price and the market there is a separate market there where the prices change now i want to play this again i will set up a game to board game arena I actually had one set up, but it got only three players. It should have got four, so it didn't start, I think. Or maybe it started. But hey, if you listen to this and you're in my friend list in Board Game Arena, uh, I have quite often, once a week at least, I open some tables to only the people in the friend list, turn-based games. And I will write the link to the main page of board game arena and if i'm in your friend list you will see that link there and you will also see that i have tables open to be joined if there's not many i will write what games and if not just the link and you can click it and see where you can join and in board game arena my username is cuxi so zuxi same as in board game geek so you can add me to your friend list if you want to or send me a message if you want to play something 
let's see if it's possible. But anyway, this is a great game and it was the first game that I got that I had troubles getting into the box. Now looking at the box, it's tight at the moment, but it was difficult <laughs> with everything inside originally. And this is a good game. I really like this. And if you like Terra Mystica, you should try it. If you don't like Terra Mystica, you should still try it, because they are not that similar as people were discussing about. This is a good game. I want to play it again. And right after recording, I will open a table to board game arena. Yes. On the 64th position in this list, Clans of Caledonia. So that was the list this time. Um, next time's list, again like today, there are only three games that I had played before making the previous list. And the remaining six games are games that I played after I made the list. Only one of them is published in 2018. All the others are older games that I just hadn't played. But now I finally played some of them. And one of them is a surprise hit to me that I thought that it wouldn't be this high on the list, but it is there. And, mm, well, you'll hear next time how it is. Anyway, I hope you listen. The next part of the list also, we are almost halfway then, not yet, but almost. And that's about it. You can find this podcast at SoundCloud and also in iTunes and Spotify and all the podcast apps and catchers by searching Mitapelataan. You can find me in Instagram or Twitter with the username Mitapelataan. Facebook there's a page Mitapelata. I have a blog where I collect everything and there are some written reviews also. It's mitapelataan.wordpress.com. You can email me at mitapelataan gmail.com and please leave a comment somehow leave a review if you think that you should leave a review subscribe to this podcast please so i see how many subscribers i have they don't match the listening numbers at all comment give feedback everything is welcome and as always thank you for listening bye bye thanks for the music goes to grim Border.